This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude. I wanted to eat everything. And I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Hey guys, before we start this episode, I want to tell you about this class that I just put out on BlessedAndBossedUp.com. So I wanted to put together something for all of you guys that are trying to figure out how to plan for your business in the new year. As many of you guys know, I have a master's in business. I have been a full-time entrepreneur for almost five years now. And one of the things I wish people taught me was how to be an executive. I learned that in business school, but I don't see too many people really talking about what it means to strategically plan for your business. And I'm a firm believer that if you start building the house before you lay the foundation, it just will not last long. And I'm tired of people being taught how to build houses without that foundation. And so I'm pulling together some resources so that you guys could have everything that you need at a super low rate to be able to strategically plan for your business. So of course, I wouldn't be me if I didn't talk to you about doing business God's way. So I'm pulling my class from the bundle we did a few weeks ago. And so you'll have access to that on how to find the flow of doing business God's way. 
Then last week I did a live within the society breaking down strategic planning for their business. So I went through step-by-step a business plan as well as a five-year plan and what you need to do to be able to plan for your company. And so I'm pulling that class and adding it to this class as well. In addition to that, there's some downloads on there. So I have a business plan template for service-based businesses and a business plan template for product-based businesses and a template that you can use to start planning the five-year goals and the five-year plan for your company. So I'm pulling all of those things together because I want you to go into 2022 with more than a vision board. I want you to go with a concrete plan for whatever it is that God is calling you to build and a concrete plan on how to do it his way. So I pulled those things together. It's available for you now. I have the link in the show notes. So you just click it on it. It'll take you straight there. I'm doing it at a very low rate. So it's only $49 for this course. I have it set at a certain inventory. So once it's gone, it's gone. But I wanted to bring these things that I've presented in different places into one place at a low rate so you can take advantage of it. Again, the class is all about strategic business planning for new entrepreneurs. And you can just click the link in the description to get access to it for a limited quantity. So again, once it's gone, it's gone. And then the next time I decide to put something together, we'll see what happens there. So take advantage of this ASAP so that you can plan for a successful new year and years beyond for your business. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up. Presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. This episode is a roundtable episode. I think this is the first time that I've had this many guests on one show. So we're bringing back some of your faves. We have Rosalind from the Therapy as a Christian podcast. We have Kavaya from the She Who Is Called Mobile app and the app outlet. And we have Dr. Sharla Walker from More Than Just a Nurse, who was on the show a few weeks back. So the four of us have come together to create this super membership community. So if you've been listening to this show for a while, then you know that we have the Society, which is our elite membership group for those who are looking to grow in their faith and their business with the community of people who get it. I've been doing a society for a few years and then Kavaya came on board and we have just been growing this amazing community and we decided to take it up a notch. And so with the new society, everything is the same. So if you're already in, there's nothing extra you have to do. But for those of you who may have been in the society before, or who um, have never joined, I'm really excited for all that we have to come with our community. And now we have, instead of one host, instead of two hosts, there are four hosts. We're all coming together to form this super community. And so I'm really excited about it. We recorded this episode just having a little girl talk about our journeys with God and our purpose and our business. And so you can actually see this full video on YouTube, I'll put the link in the uh, show notes for you. But this is part one of my interview with my girls. Let's get into it. I am excited about today's episodes because I got some guests in the building. 
usually it might be like one guest. It's never been three. So um, I'm excited about this episode because we are here to talk about the super society, which is what we're talking about. <laughs> so for those of you guys who don't know what the society is, the society is our membership community where it's a group of like-minded women where we are all growing in our faith and business. And I started the society some years ago, maybe in 2018, because I couldn't find my people. I was saved, saved newly. So I wanted to actually live for God. Um, I was uh, new in entrepreneurship and I was just trying to find my space and I couldn't find the space with people. I was in a faith-based setting and couldn't find the people who understood the business side of me. I was in a business uh, settings and I couldn't find the people who understood the fact that I wanted to do business God's way. So I pretty much had to thug it out by myself for a little bit until God sent me my people. And so that was the reason why I wanted to start the society because I wanted to create a space for people like me who don't want to give up one side for the other, but they you just want to grow as who you are. And that encompasses so many different things. So that's how we started. And then we just continued to level up. So after about a year or two of doing a society with just me, then Kavai and I went on tour. And then I was like, okay, let's do this together. And so we decided to do the society together. And we've been doing that for about a year or two. I don't even know. It'd be time be flying. So maybe about a year or so, um, Kavai and I were doing it together. And now we are getting ready to level up one more again, one more time, okay? And do the society as a quadruple? Quad, quad, okay. Quadruple, is that the word? We're going with it. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Okay, hold on. Uh, it went out for Kavaya. She was frozen. And I was like, I think she's frozen, but I'm going to just keep going with it. And we're going to see. So let's see if she can get back in. <laughs> I'm looking at my phone. That's because the phone right there. Let me set up straight. No, I'm talking about your picture in the corner, child. What picture? You don't see. Oh, picture. girl. I, I didn't even know that was right there. <laughs> okay, we let Kawhi come back in. Hey, everybody that's on YouTube, while we wait for Kavaya to come back, we got two people. We can't see here who's here. So say hello so we know who's watching with us. You back? I'm back. I don't know. My internet is... I don't know what happened. Charlotte, you were mute. Girl. Didn't mess up the whole thing. I'm sorry. First, I had said, did you share the link in the society? That was my first question. And then I said, I hate when my internet be like, girl, you unstable. No, you unstable. Because I'll pay for you. <laughs> like, You're unstable. You are hilarious. Exactly. You are literally hilarious. We just need you to go on a comedy tour. No, you are like, literally, literally so hilarious. No, I can't be funny on the, on demand though. Yes, you are. <laughs> not on demand. If you you like Charlotte tell a joke, I'd be like, no, no. 
It's in conversation. I literally be in tears. Oh my gosh. Charlie, can you post a link in the society? Yes, ma'am. And then I'll just pick up. Um, so then after doing it for about a year or some change, for myself, Kavaya and I started doing the society together. And now it's time to level up again. And so in 2022, we are going to be a quad. I couldn't, I didn't know if it was quadruplet, quad. I just know the prefix is quad. So quad, just, quad, quad. Okay. So now we're going to be doing it as a quad. Yes. Well, doing the society, that ain't sound right. Doing the society as a quad. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited because it's just an opportunity for us to all come together and just build this epic community of faith-based entrepreneurs and just really serve in our individual lanes and make a bigger impact within the community. So I'm hyped. We'll get to what the society is about um, in a little bit, but let's talk a little bit about our own faith journeys and just how important it is to have that community um, as you continue to grow. So I don't think I've ever asked any of y'all, but we'll start with Rosalind. When did you get first get saved? This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. There's a few classes that I'm really excited to take on Skillshare. I'm going on a little break over the next few weeks. So I'm looking to just rest and maybe learn here and there. But one of them that's really interesting to me is video for Instagram, telling an engaging story in less than a minute with Halise Navarez. Video is still the number one marketing tool to drive sales. So I can't wait to dive into this one when I get back from my break and many other classes that they have to help me increase my skills and show up effectively on video. Whether you're a dabbler or pro, a master or a hobbyist, you're still a creative. So discover what you can make with classes for every skill level. Skillshare is also super affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash blessed and get a one month free trial of premium membership. That's one month of a premium membership at Skillshare.com slash blessed. So um, <clears throat> I've been in church all my life pretty much. I got saved, I believe around the age of eight, but started to understand God a little bit more as a teenager. I went to a church that had a really, that was really big on youth and they had just an amazing youth program. Like the pastor was awesome. So that was where I got to really understand like the presence of God. We did a lot of praise and worship. He did really amazing sermons. Um, and it was like a Wednesday night, I guess you could say like youth night at the church I was going to. And I did that for probably about two years in high school. And that was helpful for me because at the time, in between that time, my mom and my dad were going through a bunch of stuff. So I feel like it was a way for me to have an outlet because at the time too, it was just me and my mom. I didn't, my, my sister wasn't living with us because she was off in college. And so that was just a great outlet. So the community and like having that consistently was great. Um, and then as an adult, I think you transition, I think, especially if you've grown up in church, 
you transition as you become an adult to like your own relationship with God that's not reliant on your parent or the way it was modeled for you. And so that really was a pivotal point for me. Um, pretty much in my, probably the time I really started therapy, that was when I really feel like I came to know God and kind of understand him a little bit more. So um, there were times that I did things throughout college, but I feel like I really, really grew to have a closer relationship with him when I went to therapy. What did that look like though? Like how, what was step one to building that relationship for yourself? So for me, I think I, like I said, I had moments in college where, you know, you do the norm, you go to, you know, all you know is really like go to church, pray, read the Bible. That's really it. Um, I think there were, again, small moments where I had community. I had people around me that were doing the same thing. So it made it a lot easier but I think what I struggled with was a lot of insecurity. I feel like I didn't really understand my identity, um, especially leaving college. I moved back home with my mom. And at the time, my now husband, Nico, who was living in Nashville. So we were three hours apart. And I just felt like as an individual, I didn't really know what my identity was as a professional and even just as a person. And I think having the space to really seek God just wasn't really there with my mom. It was more of performance. Like I think I learned performance-based relationship with God from like that relationship with my mom and just kind of seeing the way she did things too. And so I didn't really understand like the difference of religion and relationship. That wasn't really brought up to me until I really started to go to therapy. And so I think I just struggled with, a, for me, my personal journey, I struggled with a lot of anxiety. I didn't understand why I was continuously having that pattern. And so I just really didn't know that it was tied to a lot of trauma. And I remember there was a moment um, throughout my healing experience in therapy that we talked about my perception of God. And I really looked at God as a disciplinarian. I thought he was just, oh, I do something wrong. You don't want to talk to me. Or I do something wrong then you're going to punish me. And so my view of God really wasn't authentic in my feelings now because I only viewed him as a disciplinarian. You're just here to punish me. And so that started me really reading the word and really finding out and looking at God from the lens of that space versus God being a punisher. And so that was where I started really the process of building a relationship with him, being more vulnerable with God, really coming to him about stuff that I had felt, really coming to him about things that I had been feeling things I was struggling with. I remember there were times I would ask him, like, do I need to be in this relationship with Nico? And oh, child, because you just have so many questions when you with a man. You know, you'd be like, I don't really know if I need to be with you. You know, I'm really, I'm really surprised. Which you don't know, period. Okay. So I would ask God, like, hey, give me a sign. And those were things that I would probably in the past not really ask. Um and so, yeah, I, I think over the years now, I've learned to come to him as dad. And that was not a perspective I had at first. Not at all. That's good. Okay. So, Kavai, what what's your I got saved story? I come to Jesus story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, like Roslyn, I grew up in church as well. Um, but I would say I think I got saved like in middle school sometime. And I was so scared to go up there like, my mom had my family come, you know, because I was young. It was like, oh, yeah, because I'm going to get saved this Sunday. And y'all, the, I did not go up. Like, fear got me that day. That's probably where fear ever, 
that little like door creaked in that day. I did not go up. And then the next Sunday I did it. Family wasn't there. Um, but, you know, as far as like <laughs> developing the relationship, um, that didn't happen until like college. Um, so I feel like I've always like kind of, you know, known God as far as who he is, right, by going, growing up in church, but developing that relationship kind of happened in college when I, when I was breaking down because I was lost over somebody's son and, you know, feeling like I lost myself. And I broke down one day and I feel like I really heard God that day. So that kind of is where that uh, journey started. But then you know, it's always like levels, I feel like, to get into know God. So um, I actually ended up leaving that school. Um, I, If I can be honest, I probably left because of that relationship. I really did. I tell people I wasn't being academically challenged enough, but like, what is that? <laughs> like, girl, you in college, if it's cool, just, you know, breathe through. But I left and that was like the best thing I could have ever did, really. And when I came home, um, I, that's where I really started this journey of like just discovery. And for me, a lot of seeking God was through like journaling and my words and writing and just the things that he would bring to me. And that's when, um, like I started my blog and all of that. And he really started to download into me my gift of my words being therapeutic. And for me, like, that journey of discovering because I, I grew up in church right they say oh everyone has a purpose everyone has a gift but for me I was like God well I can't sing I can't do sports I don't do hair like my gift is not something I could like see like I can't do that <laughs> so he really had to like just speak to me um regarding like who I am and I think that journey is still even going now um like I would say two years ago is when I started seeing God as like my actual father. And that's because he whispered to my heart, like, let me be your father. And I had to figure out like what that really meant for me. And I think for me, it was like in a space of like covering me um, and knowing like, like that love and that protection in a sense. So um, yeah, it's been a journey. I think even now he has me going through another journey, but that's how... I came to Jesus. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Curology. I used to think that my skin goals were unattainable, especially during this season where it's cold, my skin gets dry. If I have a lot going on in some places, it's oily. So it's a lot happening to get my skin under control. But thankfully, I found Curology. And whether you're trying to take control of acne or if acne is no longer your top skin concern, but maybe fine lines, dark spots, occasional breakouts, or clogged pores, Curology will customize a prescription formula with three active ingredients picked just for you to tackle your skincare needs. So I told you guys, my skin is combination. It gets really, really dry. And in the areas that it gets dry, sometimes I have dark spots. And in some places, it's oily. And I really just need something that keeps my skin consistent, keeps it moisturized, and keeps my complexion even. And Curology has completely helped with that. To get your treatment plan, you simply start by answering questions online about your skin and you send in a couple of selfies to Curology. Next, Curology matches you with the licensed dermatology provider who gets to know your skin. And if it's a good fit, you'll get a customized prescription cream to address your acne, fine lines, dark spots, and more. Getting my plan was so easy to get set up. Literally answered the questions, took a little mugshot left, right, center, 
uploaded it and they knew exactly what I needed. Then Curology set you up with a personalized treatment plan and they shipped the custom formula right to your door. So I have a three-step plan where it is the cleanser, then the formula that they created just for me, and then the moisturizer. It's so simple. So I put that on at night and then in the morning I just use the cleanser and the moisturizer, but it has my skin looking really good. If y'all see me on my YouTube channel, you see how great my skin looks right now and that's thanks to Curology. Take control of acne, dark spots, breakouts, or whatever your unique concerns may be with a powerful skincare treatment made for you today. Go to Curology.com blessed for a free 30-day trial. You just pay for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash blessed to unlock your free 30-day trial. See Curology.com for all the details. Okay, hey, Charla. Um, I think like everybody else, I wouldn't say I grew up in church, like going every Sunday. Um, I grew up a lot around church, so we were military, so it was hard for us like every time we moved to be established somewhere, but when we go um, to visit like my grandparents in St. Louis, child was in so much church all the time. Um, and so I, I was not, God was not foreign to me. Like I knew who he was, et cetera. Um, it happened definitely um, when I moved out on my own, started college, um, just that kind of introduction. And it, again, not knowing God as a dictator, but learning him as a dad. Um, that process was long because I used to think that God was in heaven. I remember them Disney movies where the kids used to be jumping, doing the toe touches in the crowd. I legit thought that God, every time I did something wrong, y'all know that movie, but the movie tape, I thought he was like one day off. Like it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. That was the idea that I had though, based on some false things that I heard about like, if you don't honor your parents, every time you disobey them, God take a day off your life. Mm -hmm. So he was up there with giant scissors cutting, cutting. I was like, I'm dead at 10. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, so having to unlearn that and just get to know God um, and really even myself, right? Um, because a lot of times what happens is we put on these identities or these identities can even get placed on us. And so in my discovery of God, God really revealed to me who he was and who he called me to be. Um, I got saved, saved once I married somebody's son. He about to have me out here like Jasmine Sullivan, busting windows out of cars. And um, we still married, so it was great. <laughs> but, but that really engaged my focus of learning like, okay, God, this is something that I absolutely cannot do without you. School, I am a career student. So to me, I, you know, God showed up in ways for me while I was in school, but really being in a new space where I never, you know, I've never been married before. Um, my husband's parents have been divorced. My parents are still married, but you know, you know, so we wanted to do it differently. And I knew that I needed to go to him to be able to be successful in this area. And so through that, just really discovering God and his principles and really being fully committed and standing 10 toes down and doing whatever it took. Um, it was uncomfortable sometimes. Sometimes it felt awkward. Sometimes it felt like it wasn't working. Sometimes I felt like I was like, you know what? I don't think this is working. And just when I felt like I was at that place, God would do something to remind me that he was right there. And so, um, yeah, I agree with Kavaya. It's just levels to this. We just keep 
growing and growing and growing some more and it hit prune a little bit and growing some more. So um, I really, in 2019, um, started my podcast and I'm like, why? I'm like, I can't, I can't do hair, can't do nails. Um, I can make a really mean PowerPoint, but what purpose though? And so God really has over the last couple of years um, grown my gift of being able to, to speak to people and teach people. And so that really walking into that has been um, great. Yeah, I think my story is, is a lot like um, Rosalind's. I was, I didn't grow up in church, but I was around church a lot. And then, you know, I had to go. My mother always would be like, even if you go out on Saturday, you need to be in church on Sunday. And I'd be like, but God knew I was at the club. So like, what? what is really happening like with me going to church with these two x's on my hands like i was like girl but anyway so it was more so like you go to church but what was modeled for me was performance and not really devotion Mm. and that's why i question it that way because i was like but i was at i was in the club last night and so you tell me you go to church because that's going to make me look like i'm doing what i'm supposed to do i knew i was out you know twerking on the table last night come on so um but with that I always looked at Christianity as a box I saw it as more constricting than freedom and I'm somebody who doesn't like I I need to be free like I like to have space to grow and thrive and I looked at being a Christian as something that was going to pull me back if I'm being honest and that was because I didn't really know the freedom that's in Christ. And it's so funny because I think of that being my mindset back then, looking at it now, like I'm the freest that I've ever been by being devoted to God is actually way more freedom than what I thought that I had back then. But, and, but I actually had got saved in middle school or no, it was high school. They had like a youth thing, went down to the front. I got saved like three times because I knew that I was still back out there. So I thought I had to keep going back to the altar call or whatever. So, um, and every time I, I, I always felt like God was pulling on me though. And it was just always, I can always recognize, even if I didn't have the wisdom to call it what it was, I always felt that God was pulling on me or that, that something was pulling on me and, and pulling me in the direction of Christ. And that's why I got saved all of those times because I knew, but I didn't have the tools to actually live it, live it out. And so it wasn't until, um, I became an entrepreneur where I got saved, saved, and I just started getting to know God. I kind of took the pressure off myself because now I'm in a position where I'm on my own. Ain't nobody, you know, telling me to, to go to church today. It's just on me to figure it out. And so I really started to get to know God. And as I was just reading the Bible, reading books to help me learn how to under, uh, learn how to hear from God and all of those different things, I was like, man, God been pulling on me my whole life. And I've been out here playing. And I, I remember a moment in college where I was like in my room and I was really upset about something. I don't know. Who knows? It might have been a, a boy as well. But I was really upset about something. And I could just feel the presence of God. And it was weird because I was looking at myself in the mirror, but I saw so much more. It was, it's really hard to articulate, but I was looking at myself, but I wasn't seeing myself. I was seeing like just a a glory, so to speak. And I didn't know what that was or how to articulate it or who to talk to about it, but it was another one of those moments 
where I could feel God trying to show me who I am, but I wasn't really trying to hear it because I didn't have the tools. Uh, but it wasn't until just I became an entrepreneur and I got tired of doing them like that. You know what I mean? I'm like, I've been playing for a while. And at this point, I'm just going to decide. And I and that's when I had that moment I talk about all the time where I was like, God, I haven't been consistent because I haven't been passionate about you. You know, if I'm passionate about something in business, I'm going to go for it head, uh, head first. If I'm passionate about something with school or whatever, I'm going to go for it. I'm not going for it when it comes to faith because I'm not passionate about the things of God. And I, and I had to be honest. And I was like, you know, if you light a fire on the inside of me, we here. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going nowhere, I promise. And I wasn't one of them prayers where you drunken on the floor like, God, if you just make this hangover go away, then <laughs> I ain't never drinking again. It wasn't one of those. It was, I was dead serious. Like I want to live for you, but like, it's just something in me that hasn't clicked yet. And so God made it click and I ain't gone back ever since, but, and that's not to say I've been perfect because that's definitely not true, but my pursuit of God has been consistent in the things of God and my hunger and thirst after righteousness has been consistent. Um, but I want to ask you guys, just, I want to talk about support a little bit because I started this off saying just how when I was in that space I felt like I nobody really understood I'm early 20s everybody's still at brunch and in my area brunch is real brunch you go you get up you go to brunch you go to the day party after brunch you go get some food because it's been a while since you ate the brunch brunch you get some food then you go to the club then you leave the club and then you go to eat again and like your brunch lasts all day. Like it's a, a whole situation. So everybody that I knew, that's the life they was about. And I was still trying to be about that life too, but also like, uh, I can't do that. So I just didn't have the support to really see the things of God through. And so I want to ask you guys, what was support like for you when you decided to truly pursue God or just, did you have people around? Did you not? I can start that off. Um, so I feel like I've had support in phases. Um, there have been times where I feel like I've been burnt more than probably fully supported. Um, I think the biggest thing with support is it's hard when you, like you said, Tatum, you don't have the language. You don't know how to describe what you feel. You don't know how to describe the uncomfortability of, I don't want to really do this anymore, but how do I shift? you don't have the language to sometimes describe like I'm seeking God, but God, I don't have this desire anymore. Why are my desires shifting? What does this look like? And I think one of the biggest things, and I'll say as a benefit to millennials is where, you know, we have a plethora of information, but I think with connection and closeness, sometimes you do need that personal, like, okay, God, I need somebody to talk to me. Like, I know you'll say something to me, but like, sometimes that can be few and far between or like you may be really just trying to fix me. And that's I, that isolation at times can be really hard, those, iso, those isolation seasons. And so I think for support for me has came in phases. There have been times where I've had really seasonal relationships and they've been extremely seasonal, meaning I'm thinking this person is going to be in my life for a long time and it doesn't, but they serve a huge purpose. Um, in college, I feel like those were like, the biggest things for me there were just so many people that were pivotal in certain moments in my life good and bad 
Um, for all the bad situations, God always revealed more about me to myself. Like I think, like you said, Tatum too, like you said, there's a glory or there's a pulling that God's like, there's more inside of you that you don't realize. You don't realize there's an impact. Um, I can remember this story and this was how, this is why I also value Nico, not only as my husband, but somebody who always has pushed me in potential. He's, my, I will say, my biggest support. I remember, and this was just a funny story, when we were dating, because uh, we were friends for a while before we actually dated. I did not like him. I thought he was too dark-sand. Um, and I did not like dark, I did not like dark men. I was a light-skinned, give me a light-skinned tall basketball player type this, okay? Thank you very much. He was chunky. Girl, they take longer to get ready than you. You don't want that. <laughs> My bad, Charlotte. Your man light-skinned. Yeah. <laughs> and he was taking longer. I call him Rico Suave. I'm like, sir, do the thing now. Bottle, get the jail. Do what Listen, you gotta do. Okay. Now I could never date a skinny man. Please, please do something. Please let me do it. This episode is brought to you by Movement, y'all. I cannot believe the holidays are coming up. Like literally, when I'm recording this, Christmas is a few days away. I'm not ready, but thankfully I have Movement. Movement is the original watch brand that breaks all the rules that was started by two college dropouts who didn't want to overpay for a nice watch. Now they're even bringing you the sleekest, most quality gifts of the season with hundreds of watches, blue light glasses, sunglasses, and fine jewelry styles to choose from. Stuff your stockings, impress your family, wow your partners, or treat yourself, okay? Because we deserve it with the perfect gift for Movement. And Movement is making it super easy. Beautiful curated gift boxes, his and her gift guides, and free and quick shipping right to your door just in time for the holidays. I absolutely love their Lexington watch specifically. I've had my eye on it for a while. It's this beautiful rose gold color and it features this petite, really cute 28 millimeter case and a minimalist dial. It fits beautifully and the band is completely adjustable. I love it because it's chic and it will match perfectly with any outfit. I love pink, gold, rose gold. So it was literally perfect for me. Movement watches have been the perfect gift for family, friends, and significant others. My husband wears his movement shades every time the sun comes out. Movement has just clean, minimal designs and quality products, and they've sold almost 2 million watches in over 160 countries. Be the big winner this holiday season with a gift from Movement. Go to movement.com slash blessed. That's M-V-M-T dot com slash blessed join the movement um but anyway i remember we dated and this was how i knew that either somebody or god was just like pulling out of me this counselor very empathetic type person out of me and showing this to me we were dating we went to a bar and this lady i've always been a person that when people come to me sometimes they just cry i don't really understand i just talk to people and they just cry and they're like and I'm like, why? I don't know why people cry when they talk to me. That dog is, Lord, please. So we were, we were at, we were sitting in the booth, and this lady was drunk, and she was at a table with some people, and they just started coming to us. It was this man, this woman, another woman who was drunk, and she started talking to me about a relationship, and I was just like, you are so worth more than what you were experiencing, and she just started sobbing, and Nico looked at me like. How you done made this woman cry? 
And I said to him, I don't know. I don't know. And from that point on, I realized that there was something inside of me that really loved to support people. So I think not only for me personally, support came from other people, but I think I also was the support person. Um, And so with that also, I'm always trying to support. And eventually that got very toxic in the sense of I had no boundaries. And so as a support person, I think I'm always trying to push people to get to their place spiritually, but as a strong friend sometimes, where is that for me? And I think also spiritually, there's a deeper level with that when you are spiritually strong and you're also trying to get support because it really comes few and far between because people either don't understand it or there are things God is showing you that he's not showing. I'm, I won't say he's not showing other people, but they're not, I would say maybe at the place of maybe emotionally ready or even wanting to seek after God in that way. Like I'm listening, I want to fast why we got fast for? And I'm like, that's why I'm finna get the meat. Like I need the meat from God. Okay. I need the A1 steak sauce or high 57. Like I need him to give me some meat. And so I will say for me now, seeking support out is very, 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 um, it has to come from God. I think, um, I also look at support as you got to put yourself in spaces to be supported. I think a lot of times people don't seek out support because one, like I said, they don't have language, but also two, we're not seeking out the spaces to be supported. And when you're not actively seeking out spaces to be supported, you can have no expectation of trying to get support. You have to, you almost have to dive into it. Um, And I think for me, I dive into support is accountability is a huge part of my value system. It also has been the way that I feel like has catapulted so many things in my life. Um, just multitude of stories I could give, but there's just so many things that support has helped me with spiritually. And also seeing other people helps me to model and also get out of my head that things aren't as hard as I may think they are. Like really everybody is dealing with the same thing. If I'm dealing with something, or if I'm dealing with imposter syndrome, whatever, somebody else is dealing with it. And when you open that dialogue to talk about it, you really begin to see that we're all like fighting this fight of faith together. And that was really when you get the encouragement to see like that's the body and you can lean on each other for that. But I just think it takes a level of vulnerability, humility, and ability to have language. So I will second that. So in the beginning, um, I did not have a lot of support. Um, and I feel like sometimes like that, that can be okay sometimes. So like having that one or two people, um, really because in like in the beginning of a relationship, right? Like when you first meet your man, like you're not bringing him around everybody. I'm going to talk to that. Um, but, but really getting to know each other and have a better understanding and then making sure that I have the right people around me. So, um, I am also the strong friend. And so again, I didn't have any boundaries, um, my husband came in real quick and was like, we off that. So there's that. He wouldn't even save, save that. But he was like, no, we're done. Um, so he was a big support in helping me establish that practically. And then even with the word, um, one thing that was a, a struggle of mine particularly was that everybody, sometimes the elders in our family, they feel like they know God one way. And when you come in challenging that, um, they're the opposite of support. <laughs> when you come in and you're like, no, that's not what the Bible has said, though. 
I don't know what version you read in, um, that can be a struggle as well. And so I'm grateful um, because my grandmother, my Gigi, she was a Bible um, school teacher. And when I was fully ready to commit and really learn and had questions that I could no longer um, answer myself, I was able to go to her and we, like, she answered all of my questions. She was like, girl, who, who had told you that? Girl, no, we, no, <laughs> no. And so in that, she was really my biggest support in me growing in my faith um, and not even, you know, with her, like not even in a, a Bible thumpy way, but just her being willing to sit down, share her experiences, um, listen and allow me to speak, you know, my own revelation on things and her giving me feedback. So even if we weren't going word for word, through the scriptures, she was giving me a safe space to ask questions um, and a safe space for me to, um, especially when dealing with some of the the other family members, um, her, her helping me dissect that because I'm like, girl, what he had said was this. And she was like, see, that's why <laughs> I'm messing with him um, because it really was something that had to be torn down. Um, because a lot of these things were ingrained. And so she was absolutely um, instrumental in that. But as far as like people my age, child, no, um, we was not, they were not on that. Um, I have my friend Kelsey who she, she was really big into her faith. And in that season, um, she was modeling behavior for me. And so that helped me kind of speed up the process and ask questions, but she didn't come until probably about year two, we were friends. Um, I knew her even before we uh, I started nursing school. We used to be nurse uh, nurse assistants together, and then we got closer as we went through nursing school. Um, even though at different places, and then finally it was that point where she was able to um, rely on me because she needed help studying boards, and I was able to study her her walk with God, and it really just worked out. Um, and God allowed us to pour into each other. And so, you know, your support isn't always, the value of it does not always have to be um, based on the, the quantity of people, but I had about three solid people around me um, who really supported that transition, um, supported me acting, acting brand new. I'm like, I am new in Christ, duh. Um, so, so, so because a lot of people can't really digest that, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, it was a struggle for me when I read Fervent. I had all of these friends at work, five or six. She was like the black nurses. That was the black night shift nurses. Them was my people. And I'm like, y'all, I want like I I was getting everybody the book Fervent for Christmas. Y'all, they looked at me like I had 16 heads. One girl was like, I don't be reading. And I'm like, but I saw you. I saw you had read. Okay, and that was like my first time experiencing not necessarily. It felt like rejection, but what it was was revelation. God was revealing to me that everybody's not going to go on this ride with you, and that's okay. And literally six months after that, I was moving anyway. So, so there's that. And so God really allowed me to experience that in a place that was kind of small, um, to know that everybody can't go where you're going, no matter how bad you want to save them, Okay. Um, the song said, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. And so that's what happened because you got to want to be saved. You got to want to be saved. 
so understanding that that was an aspect of it because I'm just like, you know, it's like you hit the lotto, right? And freedom and, and growth and like you realize what you have access to and you want everybody that you care about to have access to this too. But everybody's not always willing to do the work that's required. This is good, right? I think this is a good place for us to stop. And this will probably be a three-parter for the podcast, but you can watch the full thing straight through in video on my YouTube channel, Tatum Tamia. If you want to join the society, check us out for free by going to blessedandbossedup.com slash community. Sign up for a two-week free trial where you can just hang out, see what we got going on, check out some of the content that we have there uh, and find your tribe for the new year. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I will talk to you guys next week.